peace of our Lord be with you. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. On this Transfiguration of the Lord Sunday, it seems right that all of us gathered here at the corner of Ridgewood and Eastover should sit for a few moments with those words from today's gospel lesson. This is my son. Listen to him. Of course, the original audience of that invitation had a bit of an advantage on the rest of us. After all, they could literally do what the voice from the cloud asked them to. Peter, James, and John, who had accompanied Jesus up the mountain and witnessed his transfiguration, could actually, literally listen to Jesus. But for every generation since, listening to Jesus has been a much less literal, more indirect practice. For us, listening to Jesus is more like listening for Jesus. Because for us, Listening to Jesus is something more like a convergence of reading from the four Gospels and walking in the Holy Spirit. Both of which are wonderful ways of listening for Jesus but less than perfect ways of listening to Jesus. After all, the four Gospels were not written by people who were following Jesus around recording what he said and did. Rather, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were written a generation or two after Jesus had died and been raised. And each of them, just like the letters of Paul, was written for a specific community of faith in a specific place facing its own specific challenges. So as much as we love the four Gospels, and we do, The truth is, reading the Gospels is not exactly the same as listening to Jesus. And neither is staying open to the Holy Spirit. 
primarily because it's so hard for us to ever be certain that what we think the Spirit is telling us isn't just an echo of what we want the Spirit to tell us. Which is why we have to keep measuring what we believe the Holy Spirit is telling us against what the Gospels say Jesus said and did to see if what we believe the Spirit is saying matches up with what the Gospels tell us Jesus himself said. All of which is a less than perfect way to listen to Jesus. But it is the best we have. And while it is always less than perfect, when it is faithfully practiced, it is also more than enough. Our way of listening to Jesus is less than perfect. But when it is faithfully practiced, it is more than enough to get us in on what God is up to out there in the world. Think, for example, of Will Willimon's story about his administrative assistant at Duke University where Willimon was for so many years the dean of the chapel. Will Willimon's assistant, along with her husband, took a homeless man into their home. The man was a student from Iraq whose financial support had suddenly dried up. He was homeless. They took him into their home to live. This was in the early 2000s at the beginning of the war with Iraq. Upon hearing about all of this, Reverend Williman went to his assistant and said, Do you think this is a good idea? Taking an Iraqi stranger into your home, especially now with all the tension between Iraq and the United States? To which the woman replied, No, I don't think it's a good idea. To the contrary, I think it's a crazy idea. But in case you haven't noticed, Mr. Reverend Dr. Dean of the Chapel, I'm a Christian, and Jesus thinks it's a great idea. Now, that's somebody who's listening to Jesus by reading the Gospels and following the Spirit. Or think about the woman in Virginia who, despite a barrage of fierce criticism, arranged for the burial of Boston Marathon bombing suspect Tamerlan Sarnay. I will never forget, I just happened to be listening to NPR one morning. This woman was being interviewed, and the interviewer asked her why she would extend that kind of kindness to Sarnaev's family. 
And the woman quietly, simply responded. I follow one who called us to love our enemies. He is most certainly our enemy. And it seemed like a loving thing to do. That's someone who has been listening to Jesus in the pages of the Gospels and in the wind of the Holy Spirit. It is the church's job. It is our job, the church's job, to form people who know how to listen to Jesus that way. To form people across a lifetime who get that much of the four Gospels in their head and that much of the Holy Spirit in their heart. It is the job of the church to form children and teenagers and adults who know how to recognize the voice of Jesus when they hear it and then embody out there in the world the values of Jesus. That's why it takes courage to do what Jane Clare and Nason did this morning. Bring your baby into a church whose job it is to form your child into someone who has so much gospel in their head and Holy Ghost in their heart that they can recognize the voice of Jesus calling them out there into the world to sit down with and stand up for whomever Jesus would sit down with And stand up for if Jesus was here. I'm not talking about the Christ of popular, cultural, Bible Belt Christianity. I'm not talking about that Jesus. I'm talking about the real Jesus. The Jesus we listen to. When we read the four Gospels and follow the Holy Spirit, it is the church's job to form people who know how to recognize the voice of that Jesus when they hear it. People often will refer to that Jesus as the radical Jesus. I don't think that's good language. I used to use that language. 
haven't used it in a decade. Tell you why. If we call that Jesus the radical Jesus, then whenever anybody finds enough courage to follow that Jesus, we refer to them as radical, and once we refer to them as radical, we've marginalized them, right? We've turned them into some kind of extremist. Folks, the Jesus of the Gospels is not the radical Jesus. He's the only Jesus there is. And those who follow that Jesus are not radical people. They're just ordinary Christians doing exactly what we said we were going to do when we stepped into that water of baptism. Jesus is my Lord. I'm going to follow Jesus. Just ordinary people following the ordinary Jesus. Become extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Changing the world. A little here and a little there. Because they have been doing what the voice from the cloud asked Peter, James, and John to do on the Mount of Transfiguration. They've been listening to Jesus. All of our ways of doing that are less than perfect. But faithfully practiced, they are more than enough to get us in on what God is up to out there. Amen.